way, that I is Godzilla. I can't tell you what it really is. I, I can, can only tell, tell you what it feels like. like. Yeah. <laughs> so this actually isn't a podcast. It's an album. I wish I could, like, roll my R's. Me too. Are you I'm recording this? This is, like, good material. Why is this such good material? <laughs> She's smiling. We actually do this. Yeah. The Sharpay. No big deal. <laughs> we do vocal exercises every now and then. <laughs> okay, so... We shall begin. Have we begun? Is this the beginning? I don't know. We need to introduce ourselves. Okay, that awkward stage. Okay, guys, it's V talking. Actually, (laughs) funny story before everyone else introduces themselves. (laughs) Basically, for this podcast, there are two Olivias here, and I had to change my name to V for this podcast. I had to make the sacrifice just so it doesn't get confusing. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm V now. Um, So yeah, nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you, V. Yeah, thank you. Okay, but literally we have to address the fact that V was like the only non crusty <laughs> nickname that was available other than Liv. And the fact that we didn't do Liv is because we call them both Liv. So it's impossible. So Liv had to go by Olivia. Yeah. So that is Olivia and V. V, yeah. V, Olivia, and Rat. It's like a little <laughs> Hannah Montana moment, like going by totally new names. Well, I'm the celebrity, so I'm keeping my name. <laughs> okay, let's relax. For publicity reasons. So she's going by Rat. Uh-huh. Everyone heard it here. Okay, Rat, Olivia, and V. Okay, Rat, do you want to introduce yourself? Um, so what she meant to say was celebrity Kirsten. Mm-hmm. Um, I am the best person on this podcast. <laughs> Not to sound cocky, but it's true. You'll come to know. Um, and I'm very excited for you to get to know me. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Alrighty, yeah, I'm uh, a, <laughs> I'm Olivia. I uh, I would say I'm the best person, but I guess that title's already been taken. So, oh god, guys, <laughs> the first five minutes of this podcast is all of us complimenting ourselves. So this is and insulting each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's about it. That's the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. <laughs> Tune in next week. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, do we want to jump into like some? current affairs stuff uh-huh. some spicy goss what's happening in this world so we've been trying so hard not to talk about certain topics just so that it will be so juicy for you guys on the podcast so welcome to our lives um welcome to the juice that is us okay i say we talk about riri because i have a lot to say about rihanna's performance at the super bowl okay quick take i think it was fabulous she ate mm-hmm. breakfast lunch dinner the whole meal you get me? <laughs> you guys are just staring at me. <laughs> I get you. I unfortunately did not get to watch it. Me neither. First of oh. all, I was studying for a geography test that I had, which was so stressful. Thank God I'm finally done. But I was trying to find like a spot to stream it online, and I ended up only getting a link to a YouTube video that was like a fail. Like it was showing like clips that were like iconic from her um, career. And then it's like it gets to like when the halftime show is supposed to be happening and it was like click on the link to watch it. And it's obviously like one of those creepy ones and I'm not trying to get a virus on my computer. So I didn't even get to see it. But I did see her Vogue cover, which was like very iconic for British Vogue. I just saw that. So good. So good. I'm obsessed with her. The ASAP Rocky moment in the back with him and the kid. So good. I also feel like it's interesting that she decided to announce her um, second pregnancy like this because why do I feel like a lot of people don't even realize that she had her kid? 
not going to lie, like, if I'm going to be straight up, when I was watching the Super Bowl performance at the beginning, I thought that was just, like, after her giving birth, the bump. Yeah. Like, I thought it was just her bump shrinking. Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, she's pregnant again. And I was like, oh, she had the baby and she's having another one. Okay, but do you remember when, like, the whole cheating thing happened where, like, like there was that scandal where people thought that ASAP Rocky cheated on her? Or did he not? Like, Wait, I thought he did. Yeah, so I guess they're just still together and they're having another kid. Like, it's implied that it's his kid, right? I think so. I saw this video of him cheering her on at the Super Bowl. I don't know if you guys saw that. I doubt it. Yeah, like oh. the one of him dancing. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I did not see the actual performance, but I did see him dancing. She ate. Like, I know I said that, but it was really good. I know some people are saying they didn't like it, but honestly, like, I think they're comparing it to other Super Bowl performances where there was a lot of, like, lights and crazy, like, extra stuff going on. Like, for her, it was just her vocals, the dancers, all of that stuff, all the things that took talent came and served. So Very true. She ate. Okay, now I totally need to watch it. I feel like it's going to be on YouTube, so. Mm-hmm, it is. You should. Very juicy, very juicy. Um, another thing that was very shocking was... Did you guys hear about, like, how Megan Fox removed all of the photos <laughs> of MGK off of her account? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are our theories on this? Oh. oh. Well, he cheated on her. How do you know? Because I, I heard. From who? <laughs> okay. From Megan Fox herself. Okay, yeah. I, I can't remember what my source was. I saw it somewhere. Probably TikTok. Um, yeah, he cheated on her, which just has me thinking no one is safe. I swear her post said something that implied he did cheat. Yeah, and, and now she's deleted Instagram because it's taken such a toll on her. But not not before she followed Eminem. Yes, I know. Mm. She She's strategically stabbing him. Stabbing. Well, not stabbing not him. in a violent way. It's, but. It, it feels that way. So basically, our plan for all of these podcasts um, is to not talk about the things we want to talk about until we get in this room. Mm-hmm. So we all talked about a topic in advance, but none of us know what we brought to the room today to discuss. And we're ready to eat it up. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. It I was honestly like it took every single ounce in me to not tell these girls because we literally tell each other everything. But now you guys are our fourth friend. So you get to be in on all the juicy stuff that happens to us. Yes. Super juicy. Okay. So. Okay. I'm ready. Basically, the topic for today um, is things no one tells you about your 20s. We thought we'd start off with kind of like a general topic, give you a little taste of what to expect. <laughs> oh, gosh. These words. <laughs> okay. How would we like to start this? I, um... Wrote some things down. I'm curious to hear what you have to say, Liv. Okay. Olivia. <laughs> Let's hear the juice. Olivia. Okay. Um, okay, so something that that I feel like is a common misconception in the in the tw- in being in your 20s, something that's bothered me is people say, if you haven't done it by now, or if you don't do it now, you never will do it. And, like, mm. that can apply to so many things. <laughs> most people who do something they start young Mm -hmm. um but you it's okay if you haven't done that you can be you can be 20 you can be 25 you can be 45 and you can teach yourself something new and you can do it 
and I think that's definitely something yeah I don't know that I I've always been afraid of like oh it's too late I also feel like your 20s you're still young like I don't know like about you guys but there's so many things that we haven't experienced yet I think that's why it's like cool for us to be documenting it through here like you can try new things I mean there's things that we're still learning we're all 20 so it's like early 20s -hmm. and I honestly think it's the best time to learn stuff also, I feel like I hear everyone saying that they've already experienced so much. And yeah, like we're 20 and we've lived a good amount of years, but we literally have like childbirth ahead of us, <laughs> like raising a family, getting married, getting our dream jobs, which is going to happen. I'm confident about it. And just like all these experiences still waiting for us that are huge and that some people consider the highlight of their lives. Like that is so exciting. Mm hmm. Yeah. And it's probably going to happen in the next 10, 15 years, all these big things. Well, obviously, like, you don't have control over finding the love of your life and yada, yada. But hopefully soon. I don't know. I feel like I'm manifesting good things for us. And Kirsten, you already found your man. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're so golden. for our listeners, uh, two out of three of us are singles. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually about their journey of finding the perfect man. And I am Cupid. <laughs> Kirsten is Cupid. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. So far, Cupid has not been pulling through. Not yet. (laughs) Cupid is trying. Oh, honestly, when you were saying now is the time to do things, I know people that started a business in their 50s and became successful. Mm -hmm. Also, it's like, I think the idea of starting a business in your 20s when you're young and you have the energy is great. But like being realistic, you're going to need the money. No, I feel like it's, like, really up to you to take these things into your own hands of, like, if you want to start something new, do it. Like, mm-hmm. personally, like, I don't want to let things get, like, boring or get into a routine. Mm-hmm. And I feel like maybe people let that happen in, like, their midlife crisis. But, like, really at the end of the day, it's up to you to, like, seek out new experiences. And I feel like we're all doing a good job of that. Like, we all moved to the city mm-hmm. from, like, the suburbs or in... Olivia's case, um, the middle the of literally a field. Um, <laughs> but so there's so many new things that we have to experience. And like when you when you know the city, maybe I'll also move to a field so I can understand what that life is like. Yeah, maybe. Small town living. Campfire in a field. Summer plans. Yeah, for sure. Let's do it, guys. <laughs> I love it. Okay, another thing that I wrote down, I feel like this could kind of be connected is that um, this can go for, like, relationships or friendships, but I feel like you won't have to work for the connections that are meant to happen. And I feel like this kind of can pertain to, like, dating apps, let's say. I feel like using a dating app and, like, seeking out your perfect person, you're putting too much stress on finding that person. Mm -hmm. And I feel like anyone that's meant to be in your life is going to come to you naturally. And, like... Instead of going on dating apps, I feel like you need to put yourself into situations where you can meet new people. Like, go out to bars, join clubs, Mm -hmm. like, meet new people because the people that you're meant to click with, it's like you have that chemistry in person. Yeah, and also, like, I know I've mentioned this before, but I've listened to studies on dating apps, and it has been proven that the people that you are matched up with on dating apps are the people you've most things in common with, which actually isn't always a good thing because a lot of couples work well when they're opposites. Mm -hmm. And it's the fact that these dating apps are now attracting you to people that are like you. That's creating conflict. It's creating issues because you guys are too similar. And studies have been done on this. I wish I could like pull up all the stats, but (laughs) I just take my word for it. Um, 
And also, I feel like dating apps, like, I've used them, we've all used them at some point, like, it does kind of give a chasing mentality instead of that attracting mentality. Okay, but I also feel like the environment that, like, dating apps have created is that people are not going out to seek out relationships anymore. It's kind of, like, made a sort of, like, just a hookup culture, and no one is wanting to, like, make connections like mm-hmm. i mean if you're trying to hook up that's what a dating app is for like go for it but i'm talking like the people that want to find like their people mm-hmm. i don't know i just feel like the way that dating apps have like shaped our society is that everyone is looking for like instant gratification mm-hmm. i was about to say that i feel like everyone sees all of these people at their fingertips not everyone but some people see all of these people at their fingertips through these dating apps and they know that they can get someone and get what they want out of that someone immediately. They don't have to do it through a relationship and loving someone. And like nowadays it's so easy to like give in to hookup culture or to find hookup culture if you want it and you seek it. So it's like if everyone can get it so easily, why mm-hmm. pursue a relationship? I agree. And like it, it, it's sad for the people that actually want a relationship, especially in the city. Like I feel like the city you'd think it's easy but it's actually a lot more difficult than i would have expected mm-hmm. that's another misconception <laughs> no literally yeah. that is another misconception dating in the city that is actually one of the things i have down not that i wanted to make this all about dating but one out of like the eight things i listed was um the dating pool and how it's not as ideal as i thought it would be in the city kind of on the same topic kind of steering away but i just think this is an interesting topic um y- there's this mentality about being in your 20s and having a bunch of friends and like having your social life be the peak of your life and yes like I think a social life in your 20s is so important but at the same time you don't need a bunch of friends you are who you surround yourself with and if you are surrounding yourself with friends just to have friends and just for the numbers like you're not going to be actually taking things from those friendships I stand by having a smaller group of friends that like you actually admire and that you can actually learn things from versus just having a huge group of friends Mm -hmm. because you're told in your 20s it's good to be social and it's good to have friends you know yeah for sure quality over quantity 100% period I have one um maybe an unpopular opinion but I find that and this isn't even just in your 20s but more so um People sometimes see quietness as a weakness. Um, This is something that actually I dated a guy and he would be like, you keeping your opinions to yourself is a sign of weakness. You, you know, like holding back is is a sign of weakness. But I think it, it could be the opposite. I think sometimes it's a sign of strength, knowing when to speak, knowing that not all silence needs to be filled. Mm-hmm. Um he he was a very opinionated person so he always thought like your opinions always needed to be stated and and I agree that if you have an opinion about something like don't be shy of it but it also it's not weak if you want to keep that to yourself if you're if you're being quiet in an argument and people go oh she just has nothing to say she's just dumb she just she's you know weak i don't know i think it actually takes a great deal of strength to be mm-hmm. quiet in a moment where everything is so heated um mm-hmm. i yeah i think that that it definitely shows strength so if you ever find yourself you know being overpowered by people with really aggressive opinions don't fight back with fire don't fight fire with fire i think that's something a lot of people think is the best way to go don't be afraid to just sit back and 
and use your your silence as your strength yeah also I was just gonna say I feel like some quiet people are really like admirable Mm -hmm. like I admire a lot of people when they don't feel the need to just like fill the silence Mm -hmm. and I feel like it shows confidence it shows respect for themselves also like I was reading 48 Laws of Power and it talked about how like one of the best ways to like gain power is to be selective with what you say and I feel like that has changed my mindset with quiet people like I feel like it shows they don't need to explain themselves they don't need that from other people they find it in themselves and it's yeah I I really admire that also I feel like a lot of the time when you're being quiet you're like taking in the information and learning Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of the time it's better to like I don't know maybe not say things until you're totally educated and like you've learned stuff Mm -hmm. and I think silence is a great time to learn Mm -hmm. yeah for sure no I agree another thing I was gonna say um that I found as a misconception is I thought I was gonna have all of this free time being in my 20s and like not working yet but at least for me I don't know if this is just me but I feel like my time is being filled up so much more because I don't have just a job I also have school and right now I'm doing like two different jobs Mm -hmm. and you also have to factor in homework and your social life and like being at this age your friends are always wanting to go out and like so do I it's hard for me to say no um so I feel like I'm constantly just like having one thing after the other so my point with this is that like it's really important to prioritize things and Mm -hmm. I think it's also really important to like get a planner or even just like jot down the things that are most important to you so Mm -hmm. that you can figure out where you want to allocate your time and if you want to jam pack your time make sure that you're making time for the things that you enjoy and like getting enough sleep and like keeping your health up yeah because I found like personally I think it's so easy for me to like jam pack my schedule and I forget to sleep like I need to Mm -hmm. make time to sleep or else then I crash and I don't have enough energy to do things no I definitely agree that like if you want to enjoy your 20s and make time for the things that you actually value manage your time accordingly organize 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 I find it helps when I write like on five sticky notes for each day and I put it on my wall Mm -hmm. like I'll have five sticky notes Monday to Friday and I'll put little squares and like what I have to do that day and then check them off accordingly and that just makes me feel like this sigh of relief Mm -hmm. because I know what I have to do I have control of it organization is control so for anyone out there feeling anxious and feeling like they don't have a grip on their life write it down baby try the sticky notes I keep like you know the digital sticky notes that you can put like if you use Mac yeah yeah, I I use those honestly I feel like I'm in a habit where I just use like my planner and notes and writing stuff down only when I'm super overwhelmed Mm -hmm. but I also feel like instead of like having like a really chill week because I'm so burnt out from the week before I want to start moving things from my super busy week and putting it into my free time so I can like have my free time more spread out okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um also something I wanted to talk about just like touching on it briefly I feel like growing up you're always told like being successful in school will set you up for success and now that I'm in my 20s I'm realizing you could be good at school but like once you get in the real world it it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be successful I agree like you're trained to think this certain way and like kind of like apply knowledge that you've learned but just working in the industry I have been working in like I'm currently working at Cactus Club quick plug great food guys (laughs) go check it out (laughs) um 
I find that like the job requires you to actually think on your feet and there's no pattern to follow. There's no like, like nothing I can refer to. There's a different guest every day with a different problem and you have to learn how to like deal with it accordingly and you've no one holding your hand you know like you're your own person you're the only person there to deal with it and you need to learn how to figure things out on your own and that is not something I've learned throughout school as much as I would have wanted to like some profs teach it some profs don't like learning to do things on your own and not just follow instruction after instruction is something I think has to be taught more if we want school to actually set us up for success definitely Another thing that I think is really interesting is that a lot of the time, the stuff that you use or learn in your degree isn't as applicable as you might think. I think a lot of the time, like, we put a lot of pressure onto learning every single thing in school. But, like, through my job, so I do front desk at a tech company. Um, so I'm surrounded by people that do so many different things. And it's really interesting to see, like, everyone's backgrounds are in different areas. Like, I think, like, in the modern company, a lot of the time people are getting hired with, like, degrees that don't exactly specifically pertain to what they're doing in their job Mm -hmm. so I think that's also like inspiring for people that are maybe like doubting their degrees like a lot of the time you can get into the area that you want to be in through like work experience and through the right people Mm -hmm. 100% but with all that being said it's also not to think oh then what am I getting my degree for like if I can Mm -hmm. get any if not any job but if I can like get a job that that my degree didn't teach me like what am I spending all this money for well if you're thinking that way a lot of people that are hiring they see that degree as like a time commitment like Mm -hmm. you you know how Mm -hmm. to commit your time you've gone through four years of Mm -hmm. school you're serious about that you want to be successful because you've gone through four years of deadlines you've gone through four years of being passionate about something yeah um and while some people say you know a university college is a scam no it's quite controversial and it is like very tricky because you kind of do need a degree for a lot of jobs at the same time it's teaching you so many things even not just your specific program but deadlines um how to manage living on your own, all the things that come with university are very important life skills. Um, so yeah, if you ever do find yourself, because I know we're talking, saying that you can get a job that doesn't apply directly to your degree, this is true, but also don't don't second guess your degree. It's important to have, mm-hmm. it's, it's and, and if you don't have it, hey, that's totally okay too. <laughs> but if you're in it yeah. already, like me, I'm, I'm halfway through, sometimes I go, what am I doing this for, you know? Like, it, it's it's going to be all okay in the end. Mm-hmm. It's basically we're saying you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And yeah. so also pursue something that you're passionate mm-hmm. um, about in your degree because, like, you are paying money for it. Like, it is four years of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, do something that you'll enjoy, but also, like, think about after you graduate. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, um, throughout all of high school, I've, I've always been, like, very artistic, very passionate about... Um, all things arts but I was planning on going to school for optometry because it was smart and it made (laughs) a lot of money um yeah who could picture me as an eye doctor but yeah it it made a lot of money it was smart um and I actually was like about to go through with it if it was not optometry it was going to be psychology um and then I just I was in my grade 12 year and I just pictured myself going through four well more than four years for optometry but just going through lots of school for something I'm not passionate about um so I took a fifth year of high school and realized that 
hey, I'm actually really passionate about media production. And I was almost a little bit ashamed to say I was going to go to school for media production because they're like, oh, oh, that's not optometry. That's not smart. That's not that's something you can teach yourself. But these are mm-hmm. all false. These are all misconceptions. Go to school for what you're passionate about. You're going to learn so much about it. Media production is not easy it's and being going to school for it where you're surrounded with all the industry standard equipment it's amazing and it's a once in a lifetime opportunity so if you have a passion and you're straying from it because it's not smart no that's that's definitely wrong I think that there's smartness in every every Mm -hmm. program that you can take yeah no I totally agree and like I agree that like school has to be here for a reason there are things some people need to learn like a doctor needs to go to school to learn the proper stuff know how to do the proper things, obviously. But for the people out there that are stressed about their degree and don't know if it's something they're necessarily passionate about anymore, now that they, they've had the opportunity to learn it, like don't feel hopeless because you will be able to find a job if you work for it, like you can get there. I feel like I could probably go off about how networking is so important because like I see it through my job, it's the people that you know that help you get into places so Mm -hmm. but you know I mean that's that's a topic for another day there's so many things I could say (laughs) yeah yeah there's there's a lot we could talk about but the good news is this is just the first episode so uh uh come back next week and we're gonna dive we're gonna dive deeper into a whole bunch of other things um follow us on Instagram let's chat 20s be interactive with us we want to hear from you we want to know what you guys want to hear uh, thanks so much for joining us for our first episode. This was so fun, ladies. Like, I can't wait to do this more. This was so good. This was I great. I, I feel really to, good. Yeah, it's like a little more. FaceTime call. Right? <laughs> yeah. Spilling the hot goss. You know it. For sure. Well, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank and you we, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. Take care, everyone. Mwah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.